1515 that probably presents the rest of the round tables, the raw, the bad, the ugly, the podcast where we take what we like, didn't like, and what was just flat out horrendous. It is your favorite tag team partners, me, Star Pro. It's Miller. How's your week, sir? It's pretty decent. That's good. You know, decent is better than bad, you know. This is true. <laughs> Shit. You know, I like that slow and steady. Um I think it's pretty good though. Like I I'm trying to think. There's nothing really stressful. Um, had a bunch of margaritas yesterday. Yeah, that made me feel good. All right, I'm sure it did. Yeah, yeah. I was I was pretty relaxed. You know, came home, had a nice little uh, 14 year bottle of scotch. Just a little bit, maybe about six or seven shots. Then I was knocked out. <clears throat> that did that that put me over. And I slept well. I like it when I sleep good. I, 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 got, I like when I sleep good. Yeah, for real. I look, dude, I look forward to getting those eight hours. Eight hours of sleep. It's that optimal. That prime. I feel like if I get more than that, then I'm still tired when I wake up. It's like that. The eight hours is the perfect amount of sleep and I got that and that's good yeah makes me feel good I wake up feeling good I feel less stressed that's how I like it but anyway um shit I ain't got nothing else man I mean obviously uh do we have a match to watch for yes my match to watch for is going to be from um ROH Death Before Dishonor actually last night always um, always Oh, yeah. I was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Um, Death Before Dishonor, um, FTR defending the ROH World Tag Team Championships against the Briscoe Brothers in a two out of three falls match. Uh, I don't think there's any explanation or a quick, like, rundown I could give of this match that would do it justice other than, like, you just got to see it. it. I don't even understand how they, like, topped their last match, but they did. And, um,. If you can go back and watch the media scrum for ROH, if you're into that kind of stuff and seeing people kind of give that sports-type interview, um, I recommend watching FTR. They gave some passionate answers and speeches and talked about wrestling and just made me just like the way that ROH was presented, but we'll more get into mm-hmm. that later on. Um, but yeah, that's definitely the match to watch for. I won't even try to give you a take on all of that. If you're on iHeart Wrestling, though, um, shout out iHeart Wrestling, then you can... Um, 
see some clips that I posted from the show and, and that match. Um, but yeah, if you can go out of your way to order it, that match alone is probably worth the 30 bucks for the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I, I mean that every th- with everything I'm saying, like dead ass. You mm-hmm. need to check that match out if you like tag team wrestling. If you like wrestling, just check it out. Yeah. That's my match to watch. All right. News and rumors? Um, first up, before I, not before I forget, but because it's kind of hot off the press. Um, basically, what was uh, transpired last night, uh, and it's by several sources talking about it, John, Jonathan Gresham had asked for his release from ROH slash AEW, um, and I, I don't know as far as that goes if it was granted or not. The rumor is that he also cussed out Tony Khan. Um, part of his angst or issue is that there's been a lack of communication between him and Tony Khan. Um, just basically, um, I think in another interview, he he alluded to the fact that he would show up to shows, be told, you know, this is how, you know, the plan, and then just run with it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where we would go with that. And then he felt, and I, I, I kind of agree with him in this, that as the champion, he maybe deserved more communication, more of a outline plan you can read more details into it but in the end of the day it all comes down to um issues that he had with the vision they had for him where they were going with it um lack of communication with tony khan the the way the system worked there um and it just didn't work for him and i think he's entitled Mm -hmm. to that it's hard when somebody takes over a company because i think that's kind of the narrative that's lost in everything is that and Tony Khan talked about this. And no, it's not a scapegoat to say, well, he doesn't have any involvement in this uh, or whatnot. And I think with your background with, with you know, unions and business and you, from an employee standpoint, mm-hmm. anytime a company gets taken over and there's a new owner, there's a communication gap. It happens all the time. It's yeah, just yeah. the reality of things. Not only that, I, I was a manager once too, right? I was a manager. I was this guy's manager. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a different experience, Right. I mean, it doesn't mean like we I was like you in charge of you. Huh? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Let's. I, I, I still ran a good business, please. Okay. I made the company money. Yeah. Anyway, my point behind that is that everybody has a different experience, though. You know, like I, I've had managers where I've had great relationships with them, and other people have been like, I hate that motherfucker. It happens. Yeah. So I think that's one thing to take into account because you hear a lot of stories about. I love Tony Khan. Tony Khan's easy to communicate with. It's great. And then you hear some people who said it was hard to. I think it depends on what, who you are, what's going on, where he's at. The narrative that I'm saying is lost in this is that he had 24 hours to decide if he was going to buy ROH because he didn't even think he was going to have a chance. He thought WWE was going to buy it. So I don't know that he's had a chance. When you buy a company for a million dollars, there's a lot that goes into it even on the money side to be thinking about, okay, now here's my storylines for this. So, yeah, is it a big undertaking because there's a lot of people with heartstrings, like me, tied to ROH? And so, yeah, you have an expectation of, okay, I love this product and this is how I want it to go. There's always going to be changes, right? And there's always going to be these things that are in place that make communication hard. I don't think anybody's wrong. It's just, it's one of those tough situations. but But when you buy a company, your first thing shouldn't, like the first people, some of the first people, obviously the people running it, Already, you, you you communicate with them, but after that, you you do communicate with all your champions, especially yeah, yeah. the champion. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think there's really any real excuse for that. 
Like you can't, you can't do that. Right. That's but that's something that Tony is gonna have to learn. Yeah, exactly. And, like, he, and then, and then the other thing is, this isn't the first time we've heard of lack of communication with the boss. It used to happen to Paul Heyman. I feel like this is a thing that happens with bookers. It happens mm-hmm. all the time. Somebody yeah. gets lost in the shuffle, doesn't like their direction, or you get lost on that person, and maybe you shouldn't have. And plus, how does it make that person feel? Right. Because it's like exactly like yo, I'm I'm here. Hello. I'm your fucking champion, yo. Right. Like uh, I'm not just yeah. I'm not a jobber. Right. I'm not cheeseburger. And I don't think he like, ever got booked. And that's the like, other thing too to take into consideration. Sometimes in those situations, people are booked poorly. I don't even think that Gresham was booked poorly. He's been yeah. winning. It's just the direction was kind of all over the place. So I understand where he's coming from. Like, bro, what the fuck am I doing? I think it's something Tony can... I, yeah. I don't think it's nothing that they can't and get fix. past right. and, and fix. People get cussed out every day, B. But like... He cussed me out like four weeks ago. Like two, mm-hmm. three, four... But Tony <laughs> got it here. <laughs> but Tony... I hope Tony sit there and realizes where he fucked up at yeah. to make this right. Well, if Tony doesn't do that, then... because. Yeah. I see Jonathan Grissom just leaving. Yeah, and I think he, well, he stepped away from wrestling. He deleted his tweet, Twitter and stuff. I think he's kind of fed up with the, you know, the system, and he needs a break. And that's cool. I think he'll be wherever he ends up when he decides to wrestle again would be perfect for him. And he, you know, what I mean, it happens though. Like these things happen, and it's kind of like one of those things where you kind of it sucks, but might be a good time to be in NXT or Impact. If he right, or just take a break like he's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just think it's, it's growing pains. It happens, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You, Plus, like you, you learn said, from it. It's not like he's been granted that release yet. We don't know. Right. He just asked for it. He asked for it. Like he KD, he asked deleted for a Terminus. Uh, the Terminus was thing too. So I don't know if there's some the promotion that he started with Baron. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say Baron Davis. Um, I can't remember his last name. I feel bad now. Anyway, um, but. He deleted that Twitter, too. I hope he didn't, like, he's saying he's not going to run Terminus anymore or stuff like that. But I don't know. We'll see, man. I, I just hate that it was uh, that kind of uh, drama, per se, after a really, really good pay-per-view. Um, one of the things, though, talking about what you were talking about, one of the things I did like, and I'll put, I'm putting it in my news and rumors, is the media scrum. I really like the media scrums that he does after pay-per-views that are on mm-hmm. YouTube. Gives it that sports feel and that behind-the-curtain thing. So if you like that kind of stuff, you can kind of watch it. It's not too much um, mm-hmm. behind the curtain because I know some people still want to feel the realness, so they want to see that. But it's enough to make you feel smart. Yeah. But um, what I was going to say was the... Um, one thing he was talking about, talking about mistakes, he's talking about how he wishes that at the time, um, before Mercedes Martinez got signed by NXT, that he had jumped in to pick her. But he was like, you know, the TV money hadn't come in yet, and he had to pick between the roster. He said he would have, looking back, he would have picked her. And he said, one of the things is, and also FTR jumped on this, they talked about Jim Cornette, they talked about um, Booker T, and they talked about how they have the right, quote-unquote, to have their opinions and say their opinions and they respect where they're coming from. They may not agree, mm-hmm. but they respect for where they're coming from because, you know, they kind of paved the way. And that's a way I haven't always thought about it. Although I don't agree with the stuff that Jim Cornette says and whatnot. And I'm not going to be like, yeah, Jim Cornette. I, I appreciate I think the that's fa- just being nice. Listen, here's my problem. Because this is what I will always say. I hate when people use that excuse. That's, that's the... Honestly... That's the new wokeness, right? 
is like, oh, it's my opinion. But right. that doesn't mean your opinion is should be out there. Fuck that. <laughs> Everybody to consume. Like, but, because, like, to me, if you know you spewing bullshit, then shut the fuck up. And that, but what you just <laughs> said was, so that was kind of what they were softly saying. Not as, brother, yeah. they were softly saying, you know, there's a lot of stuff they say where you're like, what? But there's some stuff that, you know, there are times where Jim Cornette makes sense, where I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, that shit was kind of crazy. I don't mm-hmm. get that. Um, and TK said, one of the things Booker T said was, how do you let Mercedes Martinez not get signed? Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And he t- he said he took that to heart because he's been a fan of Booker T and he dropped how he was a fan of Booker T, how he used to rush home and watch Global Wrestling Federation, which made me pop because I used to do that because we were on ESPN and uh, Booker T. What were they, like the Ebony Express or the Ebony Secret? Mm-hmm. And he was GI, bro. Anyway, it was mm-hmm. on ESPN at like 3. So I'd be like, fuck, 2.45. Remember we used to get up? Yeah, okay, yeah. Cool, anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, so he talked about that. And he talked about listening to those um, opinions that are out there. And when they work, they work. Which was why he booked Dragon Lee versus Roosh. Because they kept asking why. And he said, historically, ROH has always had a lucha match on the card. Mm-hmm. And he said... What better than brother versus brother, which historically has been a thing with ROH because you had Mark Briscoe and Jay Briscoe. You've had mm-hmm. brother versus brother. Um, so he's like, it made sense because this is the new era. So I think that also goes hand in hand with the John Gresham thing. It's just unfortunate that he has a lot of people who love him and love the way he wrestles. So it makes people kind of sour and look like, damn, TK, you're fucking up. When I think this is one of those business things where it's like he might not be a part of the plans or... This is just how they do stuff, and it doesn't work for Gresham that way. And that's understandable. Some people can't work with that kind of system. True. Cody left because he couldn't work. It didn't work for him how he wanted to do it. Hey. That's why that, but that's what AEW was for. Like we've always said, it was to have options. Cody left because. Okay. He just didn't throw the bag at him that he wanted. And and he felt some kind of way because. You threw that bag at CM Punk. You threw that bag at Daniel Bryan. And listen, I've been here. You think he wanted a bigger bag? And I've been here consistently. And he was rightfully deserved that bigger bag. Listen, you got to. When you start in a business and shit, you know who deserved the bag for this business? The Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes. But here's the only thing I'm gonna say to <laughs> like, that though. Like, but no, here- I, no, what I'm saying is, is like, I don't care any circumstances. If I start a business, mm-hmm. you help me start this business. I gotta take care of my day ones. Why? Because it sends a message too. Because but Cody's made it clear. But I think I believe him when he says it wasn't about money. I believe him. I think that dream in WWE would have been all kibosh had the bag been there. I'm just saying it's the reason and why. That, it's the reason why superstars hadn't wanted to come to the. So Bulls then, why does Kenny Omega? Why are Kenny like, Omega and Young Bucks very happy? They're ha- they got no problems. Chris yeah. Jericho ain't got no problems. This, but that's what I'm trying to say. I don't so know what, what they money. What, but that's know. what I'm trying to say. I don't know what they was. That's what true. they was asking for. It's just, just hard saying. for me to believe that we knew that was out there though. It was out there, but I, when he clearly says that, I, I, I believe his reasons. I believe he always, 
when people, the one conspiracy I believe is that he was always going to go back. I wholeheartedly believe that because he always talks about his dad wanting to be WWE champion, and he's stuck on that. And I don't fault him for that. If that's how you want to be, you, I get it. You are, but I, I, a hundred percent, he's right. the dude who's on that. That he's flying that. I mean, you could, you could very well be right. We don't know. All I know is, I think he looked at it and he said, "The money's the same. Are you going to give me some more than that?" And, he, and Tony was like, that wouldn't make sense. Why would I do that? And he was like, well, I'm going to go do that. I think that's as much as the money had to do with it, as much as his head, his mind was already made up. You feel me? Yeah. So unless Tony was going to come with something extraordinary, which I wouldn't have agreed with. Because I'm mm-hmm. like, uh, you got other priorities here, sir. And we could clearly see, I'm not, I'm not saying Cody wouldn't have made it better or anything like that. I'm just trying to say business as usual, Michelle. <laughs> like... The consistency still there. The the yeah yeah. You know what I'm saying. So it's not and and he's but added I, a and boost I, to 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 them to yeah. WWE. So it all goes hand in hand. Yeah. This is the environment we wanted though. Yeah. yeah. No, I I you know I just I just think that like you know when when the day ones are there you got to take care of them. Yeah. With, within reason. Within That's reason. That's the reason why I, I don't like Jerry Reinsdorf. Because it's like you let this motherfucker in. Jerry Krause run the damn team into the ground. Mm. You had this motherfucker literally told Phil Jackson, I don't care if you go undefeated, we letting you go. Who does that to a winning coach? Mm, it's crazy, man. Jordan. I think the only thing he was going to keep was Jordan, but everybody else was going to have to go. The coach and all the players. How does that make any fucking sense? And that's all I'm saying. It's like, Tony, being a Chicago guy, you gotta know, take care of the people. Then that message gets sent down to everybody else. Like, hey. I don't think it applies to this at all, but... Um, Also... Tully Blanchard is pretty much done with AEW and ROH, but it's because he has that um, inmate Christian program thing he does, so that's why he wasn't at um, Death Before Dishonor uh, last night. But um, on the flip side of that, what we got was Prince Nana (laughs) bought out the TBE, Tully Blanchard Enterprises, so Prince Nana's back in ROH, so that's always a plus. Um, If anybody's a robot... You see me on several DVDs uh, verbally sparring with one Prince Nana. Yeah. And online, we have verbal jousts, but we're friends. And we're like, shout out Prince Nana. That's my yeah. dog. He always remembers to tell me happy birthday, yeah. happy anniversary, all that good stuff. That's my homie. Even though he uh, scared my wife. Took, were you at that show? When he was, I was sitting yeah. there, he was like, is that y'all your was, wife? Y'all sitting on the other side. Yeah. Is that yeah. your wife? I was like, yeah. Was like, Congratulations, I'm going to take her to my room. All night, yeah! And I was like, oh my... And she's looking at me like, what the fuck? I'm like, we do this thing. I didn't know. After the yeah. show, he met her. And we were all good. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you gotta warn me, dude. She wasn't ready for you to say you were gonna bang her in front of everybody. She was... Thought I was gonna beat your ass, dog. She wasn't ready. I was laughing. She was confused. Like, why is this funny yeah. to you? I'm like, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. He calls me poor black American. I tell him... Uh, Ghana fucking sucks. We, this is what we do. Yeah. Ghana doesn't suck. Don't nobody come for me. It doesn't suck. It's just verbal sparring. Part of the show. Anyway, I'm going on. Um, yeah. 
other news and rumors besides that. Uh, also, uh, I was trying to think. Um, I mean, obviously, there's an elephant in the room, but there was one more thing I wanted to talk about, and I can't remember. Daniel Bryan's coming back on Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan. Jesus. Bryan I did it, Dennis. too. Oh, my God. We got to have a jar. So whenever I do that, we throw like a quarter You know what? It's in. just because, I mean, he was with WWE for so, so long yeah. that then you get used to calling him that. Brian Danielson will be returning on Wednesday, so that's going to be awesome. And it's so similar to what his old name was. Right. So it's because like, um, he's going to go against uh, Daniel Garcia, so that's going to be really good. Um, also, for whatever reason, this is really weird, but um, Max Dupree, L.A. Knight, um, Eli Drake, whatever you want to call him, he's not going to be part of Max uh, Maxim Models anymore. Mm-hmm. They took him off of that and replaced him with this Sophia chick. And so she's going to be the leader of the Maxim Models, Mansoor and Mace. Yeah. Or Mansoir and... Monsieur or something like that. I don't... Whatever it is. It, it was kind of funny, but because I thought of... Because of him, but I guess it didn't work for them. I don't fucking know. I don't know why they did it. All right, but anyway. Elephant in the room. Vince McMahon. Stepped down, quote-unquote, as CEO of uh, WWE. Didn't I'll just let you go down. ahead. He retired. Retired. He's retiring. Uh, I'll let you go first. I don't have a lot of thoughts on it. So I don't have a lot to say, but I'll let you go first before well, I... Well, let's just get right into our Raw, Bad, and Ugly. Oh, this it's in your Raw, Bad, and Ugly. Oh, it's your Vince Raw. McMahon. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking retiring. It's been a long time coming. Listen, I will say this. Um, You can tell he was forced to retire because when... He was on his high horse and like, ha ha, you motherfuckers don't really have nothing on me. I'm going to show my ass up on TV any fucking way. And then you retire. And you, then you don't show yourself on TV like to let the fans soak it all in. That this is, I mean, especially in a wrestling town like Boston too. Boston is, a, is another wrestling town. Um... To not let the fans see you that one last time while you ride off in the sunset. Which tells me you were forced to do this. Because um, you was doing some fuckboy shit. But that's neither here or there. I'm glad he's brought a lot to the wrestling business. So it's Whatever he got himself into doesn't diminish what he has accomplished. Those accomplishments are still there. So whatever he brought to the table is what he brought to the table. He was great for the business. Um, And I'm happy. I'm happy for him. It was about that time. He needed to go. And it's going to be interesting to see what Nick Khan and, and... Stephanie McMahon decide to do and how they start to run the business after him now. Are things going to change? Who's really going to be in the mic and calling some of these matches? Or who's like, I mean, not only was Vince CEO, but he was, what do you, what do you call it? He was gorilla or whatever you want to call it. The motherfucker was actually still there. Booking matches, 
calling matches and shit like that. So um, it's going to be interesting to see, like I said, going forward, will this be the positive change that I think WWE needs? Because they need a change. And maybe him running everything is not the best way to go. I agree. I think just from the perception of things, um, as far as him being in charge, him coming out and being like us and them forever, us and all that uh, together or whatever, um, didn't look well. The whole visual was all bad. So I think this was just the was just gonna come. Um, it's been a long time coming for him to take a step back or at least not be in charge per se, but he's still the shareholder, so I don't know much how much weight that holds when it comes to everything. So that's what makes me skeptical too. It'd be different if he like sold all his shares and was gonna ride off, ride off, but it's like, it's almost like as, as long as he's a shareholder, how much say, because he's the head, he's the top shareholder, mm-hmm. how much say does he still have? So that was makes me wonder how much change in the product is there really gonna be even if they do TV 14, because we still see people like um, Bruce Pritchard is in charge of creative and stuff, and I don't like the shit he does. I can't stand that fucking mm-hmm. shit. So it's like, now if, if it was something where, you know, I, and then there's always Nick Khan too. That's always weird to me. But a lot That's of, looming uh, around. and The crazy thing is, is that even though we look at him like he's a weirdo, because I, I just get weird vibes from him. I really don't know him. Who? Nick Khan. Yeah. But apparently a lot of wrestlers actually they like him. Like him. Okay. I feel like I just I think I it's because he look- just came from nowhere and motherfuckers like, who is this, this dude? Yeah. Like who the fuck is you? You like you got no wrestling pedigree. Like uh, you what promotion mm-hmm. you were so used to like you used to work for ECW, MLW, AAW. Yeah. And then, you know, you see uh, I don't even know where he's, he was an executive somewhere. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck is this? He's like, friends with The Rock. I'm like, what? I don't give a fuck. What does that got to do with wrestling? Mm-hmm. Fucking weird old dude just snuck in <laughs> yeah, here. Like, yeah. And so we automatically, and that may not be fair. I, yeah, Nick yeah. Khan, I apologize. I don't know you. Until you start yeah. doing fuck shit, I'm going to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. But, see that also, what if he's like a, what if he's the earpiece for Vince? He's mm-hmm. like, nah, we ain't doing that. Because he's, see, this is the other thing. Co-CEO. How the fuck? I don't know how that works. I co-CEO with Stephanie McMahon sounds like you're the CEO. Sound like trouble. Yeah, it sounds like somebody's really going to be taking over as CEO. Just who? Like, see, but that's what makes it seem. And I hate to say that everything's disingenuous, and you know what I mean. But it's hard the, for me because I always look for the next level of the sneaky shit. Because mm-hmm. it's just me, you know, street dude. Um, like, I just look at it like, man. Like, it would have made sense if they said, uh, Paul LeVace and Stephanie McMahon co-CEO. They have, like... Okay. Yeah. Right. That right. makes sense. And he's, like, the talent VP. Yeah. Which he was already doing, so okay. And I think... But then you know, he lost that job. Right. Right. No, I know. Now he's back. Right, he's back in it. But it's, like, how much... It all depends on how much say-so they have. And to me... As a fan, how much Triple H is involved as far as creative? Because he could pick the talent. But as we've seen, if it's still the same shit where they don't, you know, it, like, mm-hmm. it gets all switched around, we're Not, just in the same spot. You know what's weird to me? And I, and I don't know. 
But I would think the direction that they took NXT that they lost a shitload of money as well. And maybe like some of these things coming up help push Vince out. Because you got to think about it. They were making money off those NXT shows. Oh, yeah. I'm sure of it. Sure of it. I mean, because they was always sold out. Mm-hmm. Like, NXT came to Chicago. It was sold out. And then you had whatever other pay-per-views that was going on. Like, when they used to do the three nights, you had, um, what, the two nights? You might have NXT on the Saturday. Yeah. Then you got the... the Saturday other, was my favorite yeah. day all the time. Yeah. NXT was still the show. Like, you had Survivor Series. So then you had an NXT show before Survivor Series. And then you had Survivor Series. It's just like, to me, with these things not happening anymore, I'm like, where are they recouping that money? Or were they spending too much money mm. on that? And they were actually losing. I don't know. But NXT seemed to be popular up until you wanted to fire fucking Triple H. So you could run NXT. Mm -hmm. But really, yeah, it was up until AEW came out. And then they wanted to do these wars, which it was never a war. No. You just let Triple H do what he was doing. NXT was still good. Mm-hmm. That's just what that was. But whatever. NXT now is fucking trash. I don't even I can't, watch. I can't watch this shit. I don't. I don't even know how you still do it. I don't even know how you sit there and I, like... I give it a few... Like, I try. And then once I can't take it no more... Even with Raw, I'm pretty much like that with Raw. Like, I got it on the tablet. I'm not going to lie. I have it on the tablet and I just kind of... Uh, mm-hmm. mm. Yeah. It's hard because it's not consistently mm-hmm. good. Like, you get a little here and there, but it's like... How many times do I need to see the Usos versus yeah. Street Profits before I see Usos versus Street Yeah, Profits? how many times you got to remix that like, shit before on, you man. sit there and be like... You know, I've... I've I think I've seen this before. And it just, it's annoying because you have the talent where you can mix it up mm-hmm. and get those guys seasoned for TV. Just let them fucking run one, man. Or you can <laughs> boost some other tag teams. Yeah, man. But they don't, Or showcase other tag teams. But these are the things that I hope change now if Vince isn't there every day. But then again, who's to say he doesn't see an episode and go, what the fuck was that? And then mm-hmm. they start doing weird shit. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just it's worrisome. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say worrisome because it's not my money. I don't give a fuck. But as a fan, you kind of yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's worrisome. Worrisome. Okay. It's worrisome. I think that's a good word for I don't want to sound too... I think it's like, as a as a wrestling fan, though... You want it to be good. Yeah. You don't want it to suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, like, if AEW is doing that, that's the word you use. Oh, yeah. yeah it's worrisome. I love AEW. Yeah, I don't I'm have just that saying, kind of... Like, you can love WWE too if they got their shit together. True. If, if it was, if it was something, if we got fucking wrestling matches and not a fucking two-hour show of promos, like that's the one reason I cannot go to a RAW. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I just can't pay to just sit there 
and listen to them fucking talk. Yeah. Like, no. I'll be here for wrestling. I'm here to see somebody get power driven off the top rope like mm-hmm. last night. Do it or let me go home and get my money back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My bad. What um, was your Raw, sir? My Raw was uh, Death Before Dishonor. Uh, and what I liked about it uh, was that it was an ROH pay-per-view. It did not feel like AEW liked. I know there was some criticism like AEW guys were um, champions, but not really. Wheeler Utah was part of, if you were a real ROH fan, you know that towards the end, the dying days, I hate to say, but that's the time I could use. Mm-hmm. Um, Wheeler Utah was a big factor. He was used a lot uh, during that time f- period. Um, he was in the Pure Tournament when they brought back the Pure title. So he was an intricate part. It, I think from there is where Tony was like, I like this guy from seeing mm-hmm. him on ROH. Um, Claudio Castagnoli. Me and Sterl saw him a million times uh, live, and you know, hey, and all that. He was part of our. He was one of the reasons we love going to ROH before he got signed to WWE. So to us, he's not a WWE guy. Um, Roosh was a two-time champion in ROH um, before he got signed with AEW. Mm-hmm. So it was like these guys that you think are AEW got Jay Lethal, ROH from the fucking day one. Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe. we already know. They just happen to be signed to AEW because Tony Khan knows the history, which is why he bought ROH, to save it from being just a video library. Um, but that being said, that's what I liked, is that it was an ROH show. I felt like I was watching an ROH show, and I think I'm a good enough fan of ROH to know when I see ROH when I see it. Did you bring and, back the tradition of shaking the hand? Yeah, oh, that's always been there. He didn't take that away. And some people followed the Cone of Honor, and some didn't. It was great. And I, the stage was an ROH stage. The crowd felt like an ROH crowd. Mm-hmm. It was pre- the, the announcers weren't up on the stage like AEW. They were down mm-hmm. by ringside. It was still Rigabani and Caprice Coleman, which, by the way, they were awesome. Bro, mm-hmm. I forgot how good they are together. And Caprice Coleman was, oh, my God. I love that shit. Mm-hmm. That makes me laugh every fucking time. Yeah. Anyway, but that being said, that's what made it so dope is that he presented it as... ROH, the only time you heard AEW mentioned is when he was plugging Rampage and Dynamite, which they plugged the ROH pay-per-view on every fucking AEW show yeah. there was. It was on Dark and Elevation. I was like, damn. Um, and afterwards... You on that shit? You gonna do what you gotta yeah. do? Push everything. Right. And he already has... And I think one thing people don't understand is he has a ready-made brand with that. Mm-hmm. So he can kind of start from somewhere, whereas with AEW, he didn't have a brand. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, let's start from scratch. And now he's taking something and kind of just reimagining it. And he didn't realize he'd have that chance. So I like the way he presented it. I, I, I know there'll be times with AEW, but that's what makes it dope. It kind of gives you that blurred line. Um, but he's also going to keep it true to its form. And he made it very clear it's not going to be NXT to um, AEW. Mm-hmm. It's our witch. It's its own brand. It has its own people sometimes. Mm-hmm. And that's dope. Um so that that's why it was my raw. But I think that's how NXT was supposed to be in the first place. Right. Was that it was supposed to be its own thing, its own brand. That's why they had their own champions and all that shit. Um, and then every once in a while, because these guys are gonna be coming, coming up and getting called up. But I think that's what Tony was trying to make a point of yesterday too. Was that he said no? He said you know our developmental is dark and elevation. That's our oh, developmental. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was like. ROH is ROH. Like, there, it's not, you know, like, oh, this mm-hmm. guy got so good, we're going to put him in AEW. Like, no, he's R- he's good. He's an ROH, though. Mm-hmm. Like, 
And I might use him on AEW if I feel like it, because I can yeah. do that shit. And then he might be on, you know, and mm-hmm. then I think what he was trying to establish is that it's not going to be a thing like, oh, yeah, you know, do it's like, oh, I've done yeah. so. Right. Nobody's getting called up to AEW from ROH. Like, you just might show up because I can do that shit. Mm-hmm. And that's dope. Because who wouldn't do that? I'd do that. Yeah, yeah. If this dude owned a promotion and I owned a promotion, I'd be like, hey, bro, can I borrow such and such? If you let me borrow such and such, game on. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know what I'm saying? So I get it. Yeah. He's just borrowing from himself. That's all. Anyway, so that's my wrong. Alright, uh, my bad was, was the Chris Jericho-Eddie Kingston match. And here's the reason why. Because I just wanted to see them too. I didn't want to see any interruptions. I didn't want to see like see this whole fuckery end up happening. I wanted to see... I mean, because this was a match where you just like, finally, uh, yeah, like, you know what? these two... Get to go at it, and we get to see this fucking match just materialize, and then it it turned to almost WWE esque type of fuckery, very entertainmenty. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, oh, why do they do this? The match started off so well. You got the fucking barbed wire mic, and you started hitting Chris Jericho in the head with it. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. This is finna go crazy. This match is about to be nuts. No interruptions and shit. This was this shit's finna go down. And then I'm sitting there looking like, hold on, where's Sammy Guevara? Where's Tay Conti? Why ain't they in the shark cage? Mm-hmm. And, I'm and just that's like, when you knew. Like, oh, they about to do some fuckboy shit. It's about <laughs> to go. And I'm like, yeah. And sure enough, Tekanti comes down. And see, the only thing that would have made sense is if they were all in the shark cage. And then, uh, what's her name? Is it Sarah J? What's her name? Well, oh, yeah, Sarah J. Yeah. If she would have came down, and then that would have been... Because that would have been a, a a move where I'm just like, okay, that fucking makes sense. They set it up the week before. She's the one that's letting them down from the shark cage. And, like, I would at least have liked that. But take Conti coming down and attacking Ruby Soho, and then uh, Sarah J also, like, being involved in all of that. I was just like... See, you kind of fucked that up, too, because with her coming down and not coming down for the save, you already knew she was coming there for the help. Yeah. So it was just the like... was on the wall. Yeah. I just... I just didn't like it, man. I, you know I, what? The, I might have to call an audible and hot tag you on that, because mm-hmm. as much as I did like the match, I, I did complain about that, that I didn't think it needed any interference, because... Mm-hmm. It was two dudes who, we know they hate each other, so let's just see them fuck each other up. Yeah. Um, so I didn't think it needed the entertainment. Though I understood from a storyline standpoint that maybe having all of that was the whole JES thing, like we're sports entertainment. But I agree with you. A barbed wire match, and that kudos to them for making it a barbed wire match. Because yeah. I was like, it's TV. Are they going to do some goofy shit? Nah, they put barbed wire on there. It wasn't gimmick. They was fucking around yeah. in there. I was like, okay. The, the only thing is they didn't do the whole barbed wire ring. Right. They put barbed wire. No, like, they didn't do the no wings. ropes. They didn't do no rope yeah. barbed wire, which I'm okay with because yeah. I didn't know how you would be able to do that on TV. I'm like, there's mm-hmm. no way you yeah. can't do this on TV. So the way that they were able to get 
what they mm-hmm. got, I appreciate as a deathmatch yep. fan. But I agree with you that this is a, a type of match, a barbed wire match to me, is created the the idea behind it. Especially is when that you, you keep everybody so tight. Well, you keep them in, or like the idea mm-hmm. behind it is that this feud is so bad that we got to keep you. Like, this is where we've gone to, and mm-hmm. it's to keep everybody out. That was the original yeah. concept. Like, it's barbed wire because we're going to keep all your bullshit homies out of here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in wrestling, you have people who would get in, but it was always thwarted. Like, no, you're not going to interfere. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you could do, you know? Um, and so, in that, I definitely agree with you and got to change my bad to a hot tag on that because I think the match would have been that much better with no interference. And mm-hmm. I think they could have told the same story with no interference whatsoever. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, especially with the promo that Chris Jericho put on the week before. Yeah. That was a good-ass fucking promo. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, damn, you got me so hyped for for this? That's what I felt like. It was like, damn, I was hyped and ready to see this match. Like, I fast-forward to everything else because I'm like, I'm going to watch this first and then I watch everything else because everything else wouldn't matter. I just want to see this shit right now. <laughs> Hey, shout out to Kevin Gates for, uh, I think he punched yeah. uh, Tony Nese for real. Tony Nese oh, yeah, by yeah, like, hey, man, real. you dropped me, dog. Yeah, they had, the, yeah, they had uh, Kevin Gates there. They had Jermaine Dupree. Scrappy was there for what's name? For Rampage. He did the battle. Oh, for real? Yeah. But you know, Tony Khan's a hip-hop fan, so he yeah, be knowing yeah. these motherfuckers, man. Yeah. Even though I'm not a big fan of Jermaine Dupree. I'm not the biggest fan of Jermaine yeah. Dupree. It was weird when he just came out with Jade. I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Cause you you know why? Cause uh, Lotto wouldn't be where she was at if she listened to that motherfucker. Mm. Damn. Well, they're serious. Well, cause remember he had a problem with. First off, he didn't want them cussing. Like if you go through and watch that, what was that rap, rap game? Oh, she was on that show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, that's where she came from. She was on the rap game, and um, none of them became successful. Except for her. Yep, and that's because she turned on that contract, decided to sign another contract, got to make the music that she, she wanted, wanted to make. Can't make. I mean, but that's a good segue into wrestling because you can't, you know, take people and just you you obviously have to guide them into a character. Mm-hmm. But like the claim wouldn't work if it didn't fit what Bowens and uh, Max Caster do. So if you're yeah. gonna give somebody a direction. You got to take pieces of them mm-hmm. to add to it. Otherwise, it's going to feel like they're just playing anything. Yeah, it has to be organic. Yeah, you got to be able to bring it together. I got to feel it, baby. It's like, I mean, it's just like any sport, though, right? Or any team. You got to take that player. In order to make them better, you got to take what they're good at. Mm-hmm. And then... Help them where they're bad at. Mm-hmm. That's just what it is. Anyway, um, my ugly goes to SmackDown. Mm. Why? Because I think I alluded to this earlier on in the podcast. It was damn near a two-hour fucking show of promo. And I'm just like, yo, what are we doing? We can't, we can't do anything else? This is just promo after promo after fucking promo. You barely got any wrestling. And and I'm like, I can see if this was this Friday coming up, 
Because then you have SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. But no. This is not. SummerSlam wasn't the next day. This ain't your fucking going home show. So why are we doing fucking two hour promos? And then we finally get Jeff Jarrett too. Why the fuck didn't you just make that announcement this week if he was going to be there? Mm-hmm. It was just like, yo, no, I can't do this shit. Fuck this show right now. <laughs> yo, I just got frustrated and pissed off. And I was just like, nope, fuck it. You're not going to do it? Not going to do it. This is my ugly. I already knew from when I watched it. I said, this is my fucking ugly. Period. Hey, and shout out to them, though, for swerving us on the whole Brock Lesnar thing. Oh, yeah. He that was the only good thing. He showed up anyway. Yeah, that was the only good thing that saved us from Goldberg. Thank you. Goldberg. And, and <laughs> it's kind of crazy how the crowd marked out so 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 much because they just wanted to see him whoop Theory's ass. Yeah, it's just like we, they just want to see you. Oh, we wanted ass. to see. Yeah, that's all. Um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised by. The crowd reaction. I was and I wasn't. Because I've seen all the love and adulation for Vince McMahon. But I'm sitting there and I'm thinking to myself, like, I do realize, though, this, this motherfucker, what, what he's being accused of, though, too. Like, and we just, like, all of a sudden forgetting that. Then it brought me to the whole R. Kelly thing. And it's like, yo. Even though I would tell people I still listen to R. Kelly music because I separate the music from the man. Because mm-hmm. um, if I didn't do that, there's a lot of shit. I wouldn't be able to say that Ric Flair is the greatest of all time. Because this motherfucker's done some shitty shit. You know? I would sit there and I do make jokes and everything about Jimmy Stupid Fly Snooker. It was you know, this he's questionable. He's 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 highly questionable. <laughs> like you know, but Lex Luger, <laughs> did you? Did you not? Did you? You did it. And thing about that too. We always... See, here's the thing, too. Because, like... Granted. Right? This doesn't... Rise. This is about as close as you can get... To... Comparing something to a murder. Without it being murder. Like, if these allegations are true... Of... You know paying women off but that's not the really the worst part it's the the rape that possibly happened how do we still sit there and say oh we're gonna show this person but we can't show Chris Chris Benoit but like I said weeks ago there's still levels to this shit you own the company. And you built this. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes harder to to sit there and, and point out those. Well, you can point out those hypocr- uh, all those hypocrites. 
but or the hypocrisy of it but at the end of the day you know I'm still gonna show my face on my company mm-hmm. that I own most of the shares for so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna show up on my show I don't know about you yeah, yeah. I can still sit Jeez. there and be like nah we ain't gonna show this motherfucker <laughs> right exactly yeah um, and not to say that those rumors are, are actually true I'm just saying this is what he's staying accused of mm-hmm this is what this is what's out there, um, but yeah, that being a two-hour promo show is pissed me off. I'm like, there's like no real wrestling going on at all. What are they doing? Yeah. So, uh, what was your ugly, sir? Um, my ugly, I would have to say, it's gonna be Titus's speech at the beginning of Raw. I just like what in the hell we could have done without that, and then to go into a promo heavy show at that, um, also, um, because I was like, man, when are we gonna get to the goddamn wrestling, man? What are we doing? Why is it so much fucking talking? Um, but that being said, it was so unnecessary. It was. Um, the raw raw speech. Why? For what? And this is where. Like, I can understand if it was necessarily true. Like, we don't do no politics here. But you do it. You do it. do, you do, do politics. You do make people uncomfortable. Yeah. What the fuck Julie are you Ray talking about? Evans. Right. I'm like, what are you <laughs> like, talking about? You have a storyline going on right, right now. now. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> Wasn't Rusev in the company like three fucking years ago? Didn't you do a whole thing where she was, his wife got stole? Mm-hmm. That can make people uncomfortable. Don't just don't make up shit. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not saying I have a problem with it. I'm just saying don't make up shit. Don't say we don't yeah. do that shit. You do all that shit. You do shit. it. You do it all the time. <laughs> so I was sitting there just like I'm like, what the fuck? What the hell are you talking about? It was weird. Mm-hmm. He looked like he didn't want to do it. Yeah, I was just. He was yeah. like, yo, you want me to say this? Yeah, I wouldn't even. Oh, I, honestly, they probably would have fired me because I'd be like, come on. I'm like, come on, buddy. You want me to lie to these yeah. motherfuckers? That's what <laughs> we, don't, we don't do politics. We don't. It's like, <laughs> that was the first thing that popped up in my head. Too. I was like, hold on, you got a whole fucking storyline right now. It's cool. No, that's, that's, that's I just, oh my God. It's just, I don't know, man. And then don't paint yourself in that corner. What you going to do when you have to do that kind of shit? Because sometimes you got to do it. What you gonna do then? We're not gonna bring up politics. Some people alluded to the fact that they were, and I think this is a reach, but they were trying to send shots at how, like, at AEW, remember uh, CM Punk wore the, if you don't have ovaries, you can't make rules for me, mm-hmm. and shit like that. But I I don't think they were taking shots at that. I don't think it no. was, like, anything like Here's that. I think thing. they were literally trying to make this, like, rah-rah speech. Here's like, oh, yay, for the team. For years people who have a platform that can reach millions of people people have always done this it's just what happens why because either your community or your fan base are going to be like well why aren't you doing this this is what we stand for Muhammad Ali right Used his platform to talk about the Vietnam War. 
and how we shouldn't have been in there and shit like that. People have done this for years, even though people just want to see some boxing. But at the same time, these are important political issues. And the thing is, is like, which is why I'm not all in on Lacey Evans' character. But I'm actually liking where it's going because the truth is America isn't always good. Right. <laughs> truth <laughs> is. That's just, just, I think that's the reality of it. It's like, why do it have to be good? There's not... I was sitting there thinking about this the other day. I said, man, you know what's crazy? If I told you that the Star uh, Spangled Banner, if I told some people, or just being out in in public and said, man, you know what? The Star Spangled Banner is fucking trash. You know, people would care more about that than my fucking life. (laughs) And I'm like, yo, think about that. I'm like, yo. And I ain't saying that it's trash. I'm just saying. It's just an example. If I said that, though, people would lose their shit. I can't believe he said this. Like, hang him. Crazy motherfucker. Did you hear the shit that he just said? Beat his ass. We don't have to take this. They treat treat me like (laughs) this would be the Salem witch trials all over No mercy. (laughs) They try to burn me at the stake, yo. Show him no mercy. Like, dude, it's just a fucking song. It's more than a song. Yeah. And that's what they would say. It's it's more than a song. Is that song more than my fucking life, though? Are you black? (laughs) No, I'm just playing. Just playing. I'm just playing. (laughs) But I was sitting there thinking about this shit, though. But, But at the end of the day, right, and see, like, people lose their shit, and I'd just be like, well, that's my opinion. Goes back to that. Look how we bring that back full circle. My fucking opinion. Oh, but the thing is, is like, yo, we're not always the good guys. Just what that is. We make questionable decisions ourselves. Yep. We're all human, man. Just because you try to make the good decision doesn't make you a good guy. Sometimes you fuck up. It's just what that is. I'm not always the good parent. Sometimes I make mistakes. Sometimes I fuck up. It is what it is. But, you know. Yeah. We live to fight another day. <laughs> yeah. But, um. But, yeah. You got anything else to add? That's it, man. All right. Cool. That's it. Then uh, be sure to check out 1515 Avenue and all other content. Be sure to rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, any other podcast platforms you choose to use. Just type in 1515 Avenue. Find podcasts such as Equal Opposites, Love Hip Hop, The Rundown, Wrestling Roundtable, Studio Flow, and Slurred Truth. Or you can just go straight to our website, 1515Avenue.com, and you can click on that, um, that pull down for the podcast. You can find all those podcasts. You can find blogs. Um, just click on that Facebook or that Instagram um, icon. Follow the pages. 
And click on the Amazon banner too. Go support the site. We greatly appreciate it. With that said, it's me, Mr. The Pearl. It's Miller. And we out. Thank you.